Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. He's kind of a sneaky quiet. He whispers, but you can hear him. And I think he impacts the game so many ways, you know, and in those instances, it's obviously those are making big plays. His presence on the court is so settling. Quinn Snyder talking about Mike Conley. He's having a good series against the Grizzlies, making some big plays. They're up 3-1, to one, ready for a closeout game tonight, PK. Yeah, Conley's a difference maker. I mean, it's just a real, real plus to have him. And yes, I certainly am ready for a closeout game. I think they need to do it, set themselves up to be ready to go at full speed, 100% for round two, obviously. This is a duration in which they want to be playing a lot of games. And so the better, the sooner you can do it, obviously, the better. And Conley, this is the Conley that I thought we were going to get. But I thought we were also going to get it in the second season more consistently. We got it to a degree last year for sure at the latter part, but then it was so screwy with the three-month-off and all that stuff. But this is who Conley is as an NBA player, and it's nice. It's very, very nice to have him. We'll see if he comes up with a couple more big plays in this game tonight. It's 7.30, tip time, NBA TV, AT&T Sportsnet. Pre-game show here on The Zone starts at 6.30. Jack, I'm going to start painting my upper body around 5.30. Nice. Which color are you going with? Jazz have been wearing a lot of colors lately, yeah, selling well, a lot of jerseys. I don't know if you noticed. You could go with some green, or you could go with the all a rainbow gold. of colors? And like the light blue. Well, that's a different option. I was thinking solid green, solid gold, the solid light blue. Oh, I understand, but you're saying that they have a rainbow of colors, basically. They've, they've worn purple, they've worn black. Yeah, I mean, I can think of at least five colors they've worn, and I'm probably leaving something out. Well, I like the cl- the red clay color, what the, which is not by itself. But oh, when, when they that... do the yellow, yeah, orange, yeah, yeah, yeah. red, black. Yes, I agree. I, and I think that's the one that best fits Utah. I mean, we all think red rock when we see that. We've all been to Utah. And I think those are the ones that best fits my body, too. Oh, boy. All right. Jazz owner Ryan Smith has provided complimentary tickets. For courtside seats, lodging, and car service for a group of family and friends. Car service. Isn't that transportation? Yeah. What did we get? I saw that yesterday. Car service. Car service. That's awkward. <laughs> transportation. <laughs> car service, I think they're picking you up for the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. <laughs> Come over and change your oil? Because now we just say, uh, you know, I grabbed an Uber or, you know, Lyft or whatever. I saw that. Why didn't they just use but car service? I think the dude's got on, he's, he's probably about 6'4". He's got on the uh, the black suit. He's probably got the little uh, goofy hat on. He might even speak with a fine English accent, but I'm not going to do that on the air because then y'all can make it into a drop and you'll torment me with it. No, I don't know about that. Uh, I've never had car service, so I don't know what accents they speak in. So John Morant's dad uh, will be there, and there's going to be some friends too, but... Uh, Mom doesn't want to go through it again. She's going to watch at home. She doesn't want to be in the crowd on the road. So they have to provide flights on their own, which probably they were doing anyway, I guess. Because it doesn't say that, right? It does not say that. It doesn't. But he's probably coming. Yeah. Kid's not making huge, huge money, but 
for a guy on the street, he's making big money. I had people sending me how much money he's making. That's like that's not the point. <laughs> it's like he's going to be making huge, huge money. He's making, but he needs. This is only his second year, right? Yeah, he's, so he's making got a couple years to go. He's making really big money, and he's going to make much, much bigger money. Well, he's not making big NBA money. Right. But he's going to. Yes, he is. He's a marvelous player. Fun to watch. And he will be a max player. I wish I I'm a minimum player. <laughs> I'm a mini player. He's at $9 million right now, and that is going to go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Was he nine, second pick? 9.1. Yes. Zion. Yeah, 9.1, and then he'll go to 9.6, and then he'll get $12 right. million, and then he'll get the 30-whatever million. That's a sh- what do you do with all that? I have no idea. I mean, you got to go meet with some financial tax guy and <laughs> then invest it. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Dame goes left, gives up to Mello, back to Dame with Austin Rivers on. Bounces off of Gordon again from way down. Tail baked it in! There's the NBA record! Damian Lillard with his 12th three of the game. He's got 55. And we got our ass kicked. I mean, it's just that simple. Um, they did, got to whatever they wanted to get to in this game. And, uh, you know, we got to be better, obviously, if we want to force a game seven. So, obviously, a lot to uh, learn from in this game, a lot to cover. See, uh, you know, what we got to do better going into game six. But, uh, I mean, they, they pretty much just kicked our asses. I mean, it's nothing else really to say. Anthony Davis, uh, I told you, the Lakers can't win this, 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 this series. Forget about the championship. They can't win this series without uh, street clothes. <laughs> I'm not even. You want to explain that? I call him after the street clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. <laughs> you ain't got to explain it, Chuck. Yeah, really. What do you got to explain? The TV guy, Ernie, Ernie, what's his face? Just, ooh, ooh, Ernie ooh, Johnson. Ooh, 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 he may have said something negative about a player. Ooh, 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 ooh. The nervous laughter. Come on, he's telling the truth. The guy's injury prone. He's fragile. He's hurt a lot, and he's hurt again. Doesn't mean he's a bad dude, nor does it mean he's faking it by any stretch. No, he's not faking it. No, he's hurt. But all the other times, not just this time. Lakers were down 30 at halftime. The game was over early. Gave us all a chance to focus on the Portland-Denver game because the Suns were going up 3-2, and there was nothing that was going to change I was harkening back to my uh, early times in Phoenix. I was happy for people I haven't seen in 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> Meanwhile, we were watching the Nuggets and the Blazers, and Damian Lillard, with very, very minimal help from his team, put on an incredible show. In double overtime, Denver wins at 147-140. Lillard hit a three to force OT. They got down by eight in OT. He hit threes on three straight possessions to force double overtime. Why didn't Denver foul? Everybody Uh, wants to know. Coach Mikey. (laughs) Double team at half court and foul. Or let somebody else. When you're up three, what is the point of having defenders inside the three-point line? No idea. No Give them the two. And he did a step back inside the three-point line, which would have been a great time to foul him because he would have gotten three free throws. But, he, I mean, you look at Jokic. Why are you inside the three-point line? Get outside. Overplay them. Yes. And run towards Lillard. And if somebody else beat, or Taj in this case, because they didn't beat you, so be it. But Coach Mikey, 
Man, I know he likes to be, he doesn't like to be called Mike. Coach Mikey, what were you thinking? Hey, you're fortunate enough that Denver or the uh, Portland couldn't have anybody outside. Lillard hit a shot. The other guys finished the game by mi- missing 18 of their last 19 shots. And yeah. C.J. McCollum ended a possession by stepping out of bounds. By a foot and a half, practically. <laughs> it wasn't even anything that was debatable. Sidelines right there. What are you doing? I mean, he went way back. Yeah. But that right foot all the way out of bounds. Lillard scored the last 17 points of the game. Now they're down 3-2. to two, And Denver on the verge. We're not there yet. Well, I think it's still wide open. Wide open? Either team, yeah. I don't I don't favor. Yeah, I mean, you obviously have to favor Denver slightly. But in each individual game, I don't know that I favor them. If they have, obviously they're going to have a game six. And if Portland wins that, then a game seven, it's not like I feel like, oh, Denver has a decided advantage. They have a decided advantage because they only have to win one and the other team has to win two. But each individual game, you don't have to win two. You just have to win that game. And in that game, I don't think either team has a decided advantage. All right, I'll give you that, but because the Nuggets only have to win once. Generally, I I don't think that matters. It's very rare that I see a team go up 3-2 and pick the team that's at 2. I I know, but you you always go to history. It's very rare, which means that there are plenty of times, just like, oh, Dallas is up 0-2 or 2-0, and they were the fourth team and 84,000 tries that has only blown on 0-2. Well, they have. Yep, that, that, that doesn't mean nothing. That means nothing in this case. If it were history were to be decided, then it would be decided. But it's not. It drives me friggin' nuts. And I'm pissed already, and I shouldn't be, because I had a great morning driving in. Did you really? Yes, I listened I to some Kenny Chesney so many- and Kelsey Ballerini. Then I flicked over Frank Sinatra, I Thought of You. And then I flicked over some more on the Elvis station. And I got Viva Las Vegas, which brings back many beautiful memories of the Utes. Many, the many West times. Conference tournament. Not just tournaments, but when they would play Vegas mm. each season. And Vegas always had a ton of talent, but Majerus would freaking outcoach whoever was on the other side. And they'd win almost literally every time. And he's Elvis screaming, Viva Las Vegas? Yes. Those were great memories. I came in with a smile on my face, and you ruined it. Yeah, well, I think the Nuggets are going to beat the Blazers. But anyway. Good. Now I'm going to be a hardcore Portland fan. Absolutely. Go Blazers. Enos, you're my guy. (laughs) I think he had the one in the one for 19, didn't he? Wasn't it his putback? I I think that was the one. Well, they should be doing clear outs for Enos. Nets beat the Celtics 123-109, so the Celtics are done. The Nets are moving on to play the Milwaukee Bucks. James Harden said something on an on-court interview, obviously after the game, that really made me think this is going to be the team to beat. He said, with our offensive, just powerful, powerhouse offense that they have, if we can get three or four stops in a row during the games, we're not going to lose. They don't need to be a great defensive team. I agree. I think that's 100% spot on. And I was listening to him saying that, and I thought, that's very, very insightful. You just have to dig in a few times a game, basically, because with this offense that you got and these three guys capable, each one of them, of going for 50, and I think Harden has had his best season ever. It's a fragmented season and all because he didn't start it and then he was hurt for a while. So he won't get any MVP run. Obviously, he's not even in the three finalists. But he's the guy who's making it work. But I think that 
watching him play, and we've all watched him when he was with Houston all those years and even back to OKC, this is the best season that he's having because he's not just dominating the ball. He's got the ball, but it's not just sticking completely with him. It's really fun to watch him play, and I know people around here hate him. But he's got teammates he trusts now. He's giving the ball up. He's creating for other people. He's still, you, you got to defend him. I mean, he's still shooting a lot and scoring a lot, but a lot of possessions, he gets really good shots for other guys. And way, and it's like what you said, it's way more than in Houston, but he's got better teammates and he trusts them more. So he doesn't feel like he has to do it all. So of the three guys, that's he's the guy I feel like who's adapting his game most to the talent around him. Durant's so good, he just shouldn't. I he, think he Irving is too. Anybody. But Durant's Durant. Right, exactly. And I think Irving has, has had to learn how to play with Harden. So I'd put both of them. Durant, wherever he goes, you just let him do his thing. Yes. he's that good. He is that good. And are there any other teams in the league that what Harden said about is uh, true? Because I'm thinking of one team. What? That if they get four stops in a row, they're going to win. I mean, the Jazz, all these 10 0 runs, and Locke's got the set. They finally lost a game. It's not, they were undefeated for a long time. They lost a game in the regular season to somebody when Donovan was out. They had a 10 Yeah, run. but we, it's the Jazz. It's not the Jazz versus everybody in the league. It's the Jazz versus the Nets, and I would give the, the edge to the Nets in that. Yeah, I, I can see why you would do that, but that still means the Jazz can get to the finals. If they yeah, can get four stops in a row. That's not breaking. And you have the best record in the West. Why couldn't you get to the finals? Then a 10 0 run. But, Plenty of people think the Clippers are crap what they think. Right. But the Jazz get four stops in a row. I only care what I think. They get the 10-0 run, they win the game. And occasionally what you think, only because it drives me nuts. Tonight, Wizards Sixers, 5 o'clock. Philly is up three games to one. They can close it out. That game's on NBA TV before the Jazz game. TNT has got the Hawks and Knicks at 5.30. Atlanta's up 3-1. They can end it at Madison Square Garden. And then the Mavericks and the Clippers at 8 o'clock on TNT. That series is tied 2-2. If Philly had Embiid, I would think they would close that out. Not everybody's forthcoming on injuries, but I'm not expecting Embiid. He's officially doubtful. Well, he's played a couple of games. What do you expect? you got to take some time off. Who misses more games, Embiid or Anthony Davis? I think Embiid misses more for, I don't want to say trivial injuries, but basically load management. I think the first time I saw load management, it was attached to his name. Mm. As I said earlier, I believe Anthony Davis's injuries are real injuries. For maybe his frame, I don't know, whatever the reason is, but he seems to be injury prone. Hence the street clothes comments. Hawks and Knicks, got any faith in Atlanta closing this out on the road? Oh, totally. Really? I was kind of expecting a game six in Atlanta. Oh, I think they're the better team. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. The The records are very similar, but they've been much better since uh, coaching change. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I felt it was the, the right thing to do if I wanted to play. I felt relatively healthy. All things considered, at the end of a season, um, but you know, it just just felt like like I had I had more in the tank, and, and just felt disappointed about the way the season ended, obviously, and, and, and hate to go out that way. So, just wanted to let them know that if they if they wanted me back, I, I felt like I could give them, you know, everything I got. Ben Roethlisberger taking a pay cut, restructuring the contract, coming back for the Steelers. 
Feels like he's getting near the end of the line there, but he's going to do one more year in Pittsburgh. I didn't think he said he was going to retire after this season. No, but apparently the way they restructured the pay cut sets it up that it's going to be hard to keep him for another year. So, I don't know that he'll retire either, but I don't know that he'll be in Pittsburgh. Maybe they'll find a way again. Bills restructured Stephon Diggs' contract, converting $11.7 million of his base salary into a signing bonus. That'll help the franchise save roughly $8 million in cap space. Now Buffalo's got $11 million in cap space. What will they do with it? What pieces will they add to the puzzle? Use it wisely. I think they're a team on the come that's going to be in the playoffs for the next few years there with Josh Allen leading the way. They are not far away from a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians said he's uncertain how much quarterback Tom Brady would do during the franchise's mandatory minicamp. Brady had offseason knee surgery, and Arians said, I don't know how much I'll let him do with guys chasing him around. We'll see what the doctors say. He may be doing a lot of coaching. Wrap Tom Brady in bubble wrap in the offseason. It's not about the offseason. Get him through it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Florida Gators coach Dan Mullen gets a three-year contract extension through the 2026 season. His annual salary goes to $7.6 million. Third highest paid coach in the SEC behind Alabama's Nick Saban and LSU's Ed Orgeron. Saban's at $9.1 million, Orgeron at $8.7 million. Saban's got the multiple national titles, Orgeron's got one. Big expectations for Dan Mullen at Florida. Yeah, it got- seems like Florida and Georgia. Florida and Georgia in that division. They're on the same line. To see who gets to... uh, That's good. Got it. Thank you. I love my country. One of their tunes. But they they don't seem to get to the top, but they always seem to be really good. They're really good, but can they get past Georgia to get to the SEC title game, and then can they win it? I'm talking about both of those teams. Both of those programs seem to be really good. Yes. But they They, don't seem to get to all the way. Right. But... If I was a fan of either of them, I'd be fine. And you'd pay your coach. Because my team, my team doesn't get to that level. So is Dan Mullen getting this because they think he's about to get past Georgia? Because they feel like Georgia's a half, half step in, in front of Florida. I think he's or a hot he... candidate. And, yeah. He's and got they... the look and NFL maybe snooping around. And they weren't in the mix before him. So he's getting paid for getting him back in the mix. Well... Immediately before him, before right. him, before him, they were. Before him, before him, they were at the top. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 0-1. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. A walk-off, bottom of the 11th, game-winning, two-run home run. Frazier, Clint Frazier. Frazier goes downtown. He hits a two-run game-winning walk-off home run, and the Yankees beat Tampa in 11 by the score of 5-3. Reddick digs in, first pitch to him from May. And a line drive down the right field line. Fair ball into the corner. Extra bases, one in. Here comes the running run of the plate, Paven Smith, and the Diamondbacks walk it off. Reddick delivers a two-run double, and the Diamondbacks come from behind to beat the Mets in 10 innings, 6-5. Highlights from Major League Baseball. You got the Yankees beating the Rays, which has been hard to do. The Rays have lost a couple times in three weeks. Diamondbacks beating the Mets there. That was Josh Reddick with the two-run double in the 10th inning. 
Got everybody hollering. Padres lose. Fernando Tatis Jr. precautionary move. Tightness in his midsection. He's already missed a couple of games or missed stre- a stretch of games twice this year. They're listening as day to day here, so maybe not a stretch. I had of games tightness there. in my midsection, but the problem was I was like twenty. Now it's very loose in my midsection, despite all the sit-ups. Cardinals beat the Dodgers three to two, so the Dodgers and Padres both beaten. That's good news for the Giants. Yes, it is. It's great news for us. Us? First team I ever rooted for was the San Francisco Giants. (laughs) You got so many teams. I can't even keep track. Love the game. So you got the Giants, you got the Dodgers, you got the Angels. You got the Diamondbacks. Uh, Well, if you want to go in, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to go in order, I'd put the Phillies second, Giants first. First team you ever rooted for. Well, I don't mean now. I meant in chronological order. Uh I'd say it was the... I loved Willie Mays, even though I don't even know he was on the team. Uh, and then the, the Phillies, I was a big fan of theirs. And then then I move out to Phoenix and get the Dodger games on the radio. Vin Scully grew up listening to him. So then then I come here, and even though they, when they had the Twins, not so much, but when they got the Angels affiliation... And then I live there, too. Then I move there, huh? and I end up having... I was never a baseball beat writer, but there's so many games that you did vacation relief. So by I, I was, like, forced to follow them. You know what I mean? Yep. It's part so, of work. Yeah. Because at any given time, I could look on the schedule and see a three-game series was mine. And you had to know... You had to step in. And I'm trying to make my mark. So I had to be aware. I couldn't be a... You know, a hindrance to the to the yeah. newspaper. So certainly them, and then the Dimebacks came into existence. So yeah, a bunch. Nationals Steven Strasburg left early, tight right trapezius muscle, making his third start since a month long start on the uh, injured list. He'll get an MRI today. He's been hurt a lot too. Yeah, street been. clothes uh, Strasburg. <laughs> that actually works a little better. Injured list. <laughs> Bees were swept by the Round Rock Express. Lost the finale of their six-game series, four to three. Six-game home series with the Albuquerque Isotopes tomorrow at six. That's a Dodgers Triple A, isn't it? Is it back to Dodgers now? I don't think it ever left, did it? I thought it did briefly. They were in Oklahoma City for a while. Yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah, on a three-game trip, maybe. I've been to that ballpark in OKC. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. They got that, what do they call that area? Uh, I can't think of what they call it, but it'd be like Lodo in Denver or something. It's an area, and they got restaurants and whatnot. And went For work, I've been there. BYU had an NCAA tournament appearance there once. Did they? Yeah. BYU basketball got sent there once. Oh, we're talking baseball. Yeah, they can overlap with baseball, can it? No, they wouldn't be started that early. Never mind, I take that back. Uh, yes, and they did. That was uh, Jimmer. What is training brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Tim McComb, jazz studio analyst at 830. Shane Young, NBA analyst and columnist for Forbes Sports. He's covering the Clippers closely. So, under the theory, 
that this one's done and Yach's ready to look ahead. Yach, don't be around the team. You're jinxing that attitude. Quinn will let you have it. Well, how about the Clippers? They're only 2-2. Yep. I thought you were talking about the Clippers jinxing them. No, I don't think anybody cares if Clippers get jinxed or not. I expect Yach will have someone who's covering the Mavs closely tomorrow. Unless the Clippers humiliate him in Game 5, then he'll just write it off. I don't want to have don't have somebody who covers the Clippers closely. You mean I the, mean the Mavs. I don't want to talk about the Mavs. What, the freaking what talk if about they the win Mavs? Game 5? I mean, I realize you don't think they're going to, but if they do, Yach will be prepared. Okay, well, I'm going to sit it out. <laughs> okay, do that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The question of the day, coming up. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes of Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. No, listen, now you said, you said, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell said the job. Ain't done, but I would ask, is the jaw done? Ah, uh, no. They'll both be done at the same time. Uh, I don't know about that one. No, indeed. Jaw won't be done until he dunks on Rudy. They could be done much, much earlier. You know, the Jazz up 20. You're going to DM him, take him out, Donovan Mitchell him. I'm looking for the Jazz to DM jaw. My wife thought his name was John all this time. She just figured out that, oh, it's Ja? What is Ja? I said, well, it's actually Jamel and the J-A. But Demetrius is his first name. Jamel is his middle name, and they just shortened it to J-A. So is the Ja done? The job may not be done, but is the Ja done? No, he's not done. I could make a strong argument that emotionally they're just coming here to get beat. Yes, you could. Did you start to get that feeling in the uh, end of game four? Start to see that doubt creeping in? Well, once you go up 3-1. I don't think in the in the actual game, you know, maybe the final minute or so, but I think that they thought they had a shot. And then the Jazz took over, as they've done both games, very similar games in terms of it being close with four, five, six minutes to go, and the Jazz just pulling away at the end there. So maybe not in the moment as the game's being played, but when you're down 3-1, no team who's ever had the best record has lost an eight seed with a 3-1 lead. You love to go history, and there's freaking history you can go whatever point you're trying to make. And I just made one. There it is. You hated it in the last segment. You're doing it in this well, segment. I'm doing it the for you. Hypocrisy. Yeah, to shut you the hell up. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> okay, but not on this point. Because you're a big history dude. Okay, name me a one seed that's lost to an eighth seed after having a 3-1 lead. I'm, I can't do to, it. I'm trying to prove how absurd it is. So then you say 
the jaw is not done. But yes, you just use your stats to whatever stats you did before. I, I zoned out on that. Uh, you, zoned out. Good. Well you played. and the other guy, you go back and forth on it. Meanwhile, I, gets my, I get my winks, so I'm more fresh. Uh, and so if I go that, if that means anything, or if it means everything, as it does to you, then this thing is over. Because no team who's been the one seed has ever lost after having a 3-1 lead against the eighth seed. So ha, 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 ha. Anybody expecting anything other than a closeout in Game 5? Cameron thinks it's going to be a cage fight. Cage? It's going to be a basketball game. Well, mostly our guys getting the crap kicked out of them and the refs letting Memphis get away with it. Oh, brother. Ever see above the rim when the Birdmen play against Kyle's team in the final? That's how I see it being played out. Haven't seen that. Chris Anderson, the Birdman? I don't think that Birdman, but I don't know. I haven't seen above the rim to let you know. Expect a fight, but the Jazz are too much for the Grizzlies. They should end it. Chris. They should. That is a reasonable prediction right there, Chris. Grizzlies will push back for a while, and then the Jazz should pull away. Hector says they're closing it out. There will be no repeat of last year. Um, Last year's the last thing on my mind. This is a totally different deal. I'm coming today to put shirts over the seats. I'm so jacked. <laughs> is that what you're going to do? I'm a team player. At a kid. I'm down with the cause. Sooner or later, you got to play like the number one seed against the number eight seed, Darren says. And hopefully, we'll do it tonight. Sooner or later? They've been doing it for three games. I mean, sooner or later. I don't know. I thought that was a little bit of a downer from Darren right there. Well, it doesn't make any sense. You're up 3-1. You've done it three times. Sooner or later? What are you talking about? Jay DeButter says, I think we'll be fine as long as we match or exceed their intensity. can only imagine how the crowd's going to be. That watch party on Saturday was absolutely insane. Felt like it was a home game. I vote you guys do way more watch parties. All right. That's one vote. Watch party. We have nothing to do with that. Whoever you guys are, have more watch parties. Yeah, you guys. (laughs) I don't know who's in charge of watch parties. (laughs) But sure, drum up uh, as much enthusiasm among the fan base as you can. I'm all for it. I can if that worked for you and you came down and you had a good time, great. I think it's great for all the cord cutters out there who are struggling to see games. You know, that was a good option. They could come down and, and see the game. I know Bowler will have him on. He said he loved it. The energy in the building, having been broadcasting in empty buildings, he thought that was great. So uh, of course. that's two votes for good energy, people fired up, having a good time. Well, sure, yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Daniel expects the blowout that we haven't seen in this series. Jazz by 30. Pouring it on. You know, I give a lot of respect to Memphis, though, so I don't know that I see a 30-pointer. And to me, that's not negative upon the Jazz. It's more of the Grizzlies, and Dylan Brooks is is a fighter and a battler. You know, he gets on your skin. I understand all that. But he's given everything he has. 
And you watch them, Jenkins coaching, coaching his butt off on all that stuff. And, and the, you know, I can't fault Memphis for stupid play or not playing as hard as they can, any of that. I, I commend them. I mean, they're outmanned in this situation. You stack up the bodies one by one, and the Jazz are going to win that battle, which is why they're up 3-1. But that doesn't mean that Memphis is for lack of trying by any stretch. So I've been entertained on this series because the games have been fairly close, close enough. A little tension there, and I know for a fan base, if you're if they, you're the fan who lives and dies by the winning and losing, you'd prefer not to have that, but I don't do that. And I enjoy the competition of it, and whatever happens, happens. And when it's over, it's over. Uh, so from that perspective, it's been fun to watch. I mean, this, is, this is what playoff basketball is about, man, and seeing guys battle. And then they do that. They do that very well. And I would suspect they're going to do that well again tonight, even if they come up short, which I expect is going to happen too. Shane says the Grizzlies aren't going to just roll over. Shane is right. Shane is with you. I don't think so. I haven't seen it. They aren't going to roll over. No. So I appreciate what they're doing. They're just outmanned, as they should be, as the eighth seed versus the number one seed. That's the way it goes. They should be, and they are. But that doesn't take away from the performance that they're putting out there. If I'm a Memphis fan, uh, I have hope. Get some more pieces, and you've got something. They did a they did a pretty good job rebuilding from the Conley, Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol era to now. Didn't seem like it was that long, and they hit plummeted that some of these franchises that the Clippers used to do, that the Warriors used to do, and that the Kings seem to always do, Mm -hmm. and Minnesota always seems to be doing. I mean, that's four teams. How many teams we got in the East, or in the West? Fifteen? Yeah. I mean, that's almost a third of the teams suck every year. Getting down and staying down. (laughs) Yeah, and it didn't seem like Memphis has done that. Well, I think the Clippers haven't. I mean, for a decade now, the Clippers have been fine. Right, but it's still a third of the teams. It was horrible. Almost a third of the teams. Now, they haven't been consecutive concurrently. The Warriors was the 90s and the early 2000s. And and Phoenix for 10 years. The, The Phoenix took the Warriors' place. They kind of traded off. Right. As the Warriors got good, Phoenix went but into their But still, a third of the teams have, have had, had to endure long have down to, periods. Have had to endure a lost yeah. decade or longer. Yeah, that's way, Memphis way too rebuilt, long in a league where you only need a couple players to be competitive. Memphis rebuilt the way the Jazz did. They missed the playoffs for three years. And maybe it's easy for me to say, because I'm not a Memphis fan, I'm not following them closely, but didn't seem that long. Well, I think... And they had to wait... And they get the, the situation where Morant's there, available to them. They've got the two-pick. Williamson is obvious number one pick. They can jettison Conley, and it worked out. So those those made, they made some good moves there. I'd have to look at all their draft picks to see how many sucked or how many were good. But obviously picking up Brooks in the second round was an excellent pick. That was a win. For sure. Yeah. So good on them. I like their future. I don't know that they're going to be a team that's competing for a title in the next five years, but there should be plenty of fun times as a fan watching them through the dreary days of the winter and the freezing sleet rain stuff that you get in Memphis, having been there a number of times. Uh, So good for them. All that aside, Jazz got to go take care of biz tonight. This is what matters. 
That's just I expect Mitchell just to come out with just what? What are we looking for? What cliche? Didn't say fire in the eyes. Is that a cliche? That was actually the one I was thinking. <laughs> Hair on fire. Yeah. Because, you know, he knows that 3 1 deal. Why give these guys any, any, any form of life? It just doesn't make any sense. There's no need to. He is the king of slow starts and big second halves when it comes to his scoring. Well, it's good to be the king of something. Yes. So I'm the king of nothing. That's not true. I'm not certainly not my castle. You're the king of morning radio. I don't have a castle. Yeah, but no one's ever recognized that outside of me. <laughs> well, I think I just did, but okay, ignore that. <laughs> no one's ever recognized it. What about like literally two seconds ago? Okay, but you you can't put money in my pocket. You can't put steak on my table. <laughs> 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 Call Hans, he'll help you out. Uh, <laughs> Hans, we got an emergency steak need. Please deliver. Sixty seconds, there'll be steaks here. Steaks? Oh yeah. Remember that one time I was talking about uh pies from uh Costco? The guy shows up when we were at the yeah, other building. Yeah, that was he funny. shows up with pie. <laughs> he shows up with pie. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay, that was radio. Literally <laughs> in the morning for a big slab of pie. Yeah, that was funny though. Granted, it was. All right, DJ and PK, we got multiple questions. So we got unity in the community. The Jazz oh, should do it tonight. It's funny you say that. I know got we got a few go outliers. We got to go to break. Yeah. But my wife came home yesterday, uh-huh. and she said, "Man, the Jazz just really, really rallied the community." She's in a golf league. The ladies were talking about it. Then she went to Costco, and she heard people talking about that. Then she went to get her nails done, and she and they're talking at the nail shop all about the Jazz. And she came home yesterday, and everywhere you go, people are talking about. It. They're so excited about it. I said, yeah, man, that, that is the effect of this team. There's no doubt about that. When they're playing well, especially this, team this time really of year, it gets behind it. Yeah. Get to the playoffs. People yeah, get fired up. Agreed. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. Part two best player to come out of a Utah college. We will get to that next because the guy who's number one just reminded of us again. But that led to a really good question from uh, one of the people posting. So we'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And we are brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repairs expert. For a free quote for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. Breaking news from Woj. Boston Celtics president Danny Ainge is seriously considering his future with the franchise and could make a decision to step down. Really? Yeah, Danny Ainge, the best player ever to play college ball in the state of Utah. Ah, nice seg. <laughs> Knew you'd like that. <laughs> Danny Ainge, 60, just turned 62, hanging it up. I think in March, yeah. Yeah, or setting himself up for one more job before he hangs it up. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 62 is certainly uh, young. Enough. Well, he's had a little heart issues, I think. He could retire at 62. That wouldn't be outrageous. But it also wouldn't be unheard of in sports to step away from a job and take one more job and turn one more team around. No, I told you that I heard Bruce Bochy once back in in baseball. Mm -hmm. 
He's right there. I think he was like 63, 64 when he stepped away. It looked like the Giants were going down, although now they've, they've re rallied and doing very, very well under, uh, what's his name, Kapler this year. Uh, so, yeah. He's probably looking at Tony LaRusso at 75 and saying, I can still do that. Oh, yeah. Tony. Old-time Tony. Don't celebrate. <laughs> so what PK was referencing there was a question he posted earlier on our Facebook page. Damian Lillard's the best NBA player to come out of a Utah college. How could anybody argue? And many people did not. Jim, no question. No argument. Dallin, damn straight. He's a clutch player. Probably the best I've seen. Yeah, but see, I didn't say that uh, Danny Ainge was the best pro to come out. I said he was the best college player. Mm-hmm. Two different things. Yes. You phrased it carefully. That's what you're doing. Now, Lillard at the NBA level, and this is as fresh as last night, so obviously you have immediacy bias when he's draining threes left and right. Jeez, my goodness. And carrying his team when everybody else on his team literally sucks and can't do it. Make, literally can't make one basket, most of them. They were 1 of 19, he said. Yep. Uh, so He was 6 yeah. of 8 and scored the last 17 yeah. points. Everybody else went 1 for 19. Pretty doggone impressive. And he's a smaller dude, so you know he's not right at the bucket. It's all stuff in the from when this case was threes. And he has that uh, reputation, well-deserved, because of the fact that he's made so many of those. Uh, but if you're just going strictly on NBA, if you're going on Pro Bowl, I think you got to give it to Jimmer. What are you doing? If you were going on Pro Bowl, what are you talking about? Because you're going to define China as Pro Bowl, and if he's you're getting paid, China. that's Pro Bowl. Yes. Yeah. So put all the Duke guys in college when they're getting paid. Hey, oh. <laughs> Pro ball. <laughs> or, Cherokee or, Parks, where are you? DeAndre Ayton and take a pay cut to go to the Suns, huh? <laughs> so, if you just go, if you want to be snobbish and just go exclusively NBA. Yes, that's I think what most people want to do. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm inclusive, buddy. So, if you just want to stick to your league, then I think you go Lillard 1, Chambers 2. So we have a lot of people, Lance says, honestly, a better thread would be who's second best behind Damien. And we've got multiple people here. A lot of them go Chambers 2, but there's quite a few of them who are going Ainge number 2. But I think they're 2-3. Uh, really? Now we got some, like Aaron, he's got Andre Miller 3, Mel Hutchins 4, yeah, Danny Ainge 5. Shouldn't Andre Miller get serious run? He should get run, but I don't think he can catch Lillard, Chambers, and Ainge. Really? Shouldn't Van Horn be in that mix? He should be. He didn't have a long career. He stepped aside. He got tired of being traded all over yeah. the place. Sean Bradley's probably also in the conversation. Sean Bradley got some shout-outs here in the list. I don't know about that. I'm just saying... It, at the bottom of the list, he not well. The, the older uh, they kept, they people did keep adding to the list as it goes on. So Greg Kite eventually gets a shout out. Fred Roberts, oh, Ronnie sort of Price, list, everybody. Bogut, yes. I think one Lillard. <laughs> put and Michael then you got to choose. There. Let's go. Let's put Chambers. I think Chambers had more individual success and stats. Ainge played on really good teams, with one exception. Um, he obviously won big in Boston, and you can dismiss in that and like anybody would have won with Larry Bird. Okay, not anybody, but I get your point. 
um, it's easier to win. But with see, Larry actually, Bird. that hampers his be, individual accomplishment. Sure, because he was down the the list. Yes, as far as Chambers was on teams that weren't as good, with players that weren't as good, and he's getting more shots and building up more stats. Although in Phoenix, there they, they, they were, had a pretty good, good team, and he yeah. was a premier player. Yes. I think the thing that speaks well for Ainge's career, you got to give him credit for, is most places he went later in his career, he was an important piece of a winning team again. He was in a Portland. Role player. Yeah, but in Portland and in Phoenix. Player. Well, he was always a role player. That's the thing. Chambers was the star. He's right. He's a role player. Ainge was. Duh, he's a role player. Ainge was a role player who won a lot. Okay, he's a freaking teams, role player. Except he, in Sacramento. They didn't win then. I can repeat it again. He was a role player. I, yeah, I I realized he was. His teams were winning, but he was a role player. And then Miller four. Ooh, I, I might put Miller up there a little higher, man. And that's probably biased in my case because I covered him. That's working for the Watchdog Now website at the time, and, and saw those great games and. Witness them all, you know. Marcroft told me about a guy that uh, was from Utah who was really good, and that's Mike Newland. And if you look at it, uh, he really liked Mike Newland. He played uh, late 60s at the U and played probably two, I don't know, 10, 11 years in the NBA. That's a good run. And had... Uh, Let's say I just call it up uh, three, four seasons in which he averaged at least 17 points in the league, two seasons in which he averaged over 20. So uh, I'd, I'd put him up there. And he, he walked out of the league shooting uh, 46% from, uh, as, a, as a shooting guard. It's a pretty good number. Yeah. 87% from the line. Uh, four assists a game, three assists a game, That's steal a game. 15 points for his career. So I think he deserves to be on that list. I would think, without having looked at the numbers for the Ainge, I would think Newland's numbers would compare very, very favorably with what Ainge accomplished. We have the technology to call that up. I don't want to do it. He did. Ainge averaged 11 and a half points for his so career. Why Played would a few I, more years. Why would I have Ainge ahead of Newland? Because he won. And I have no idea how good these uh, teams, the 20-point the seasons he was with the Nets in 1980 and 81. I don't know how good the Nets were then. Okay. Yeah. So we're just... Well, you're going to award... You're going to award stat. I mean, we've got to find out how much they win before we really know this. What is friggin' Lillard won? Why would I put <laughs> Lillard up number one? If is I'm going to go on winning, then I would go Ainge all the way. You're not. Would you have some consistency to your argument so at least I have to mildly work to win? So he has won. He hasn't won at all, but he's won playoff series. He's been to a conference final as the best player on the team. Now that's got to count for something. Sure. But you're elevating Ainge, who was a role player. You're elevating him as if it counts for everything. Not just something, everything. Didn't elevate him to number one, so I guess they didn't count it for everything. In terms of my argument, because I'm not arguing with you with Lillard. 
I'm using the twisted, illogical <laughs> points that you make. <laughs> if winning matters, then I got to go Ainge. What is it? Is it stats that matter? Because now all of a sudden, Newland's stats, well, he played for the Nets. Who the hell were the Nets in, in, in 78 or 80 or when they played for the Nets? I mean, they, 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 the Nets were the G League then, weren't they? I don't know that they were that bad. <laughs> they did have a stretch where they got awful, but I don't know that they were there then. So we're dismissing him. And mostly he played for the Rockets in the 70s. That's where he had, Newland had a long run with the Rockets in the 70s. And weren't they good? Rudy T? I don't know the Rockets in the 70s. They I know me. the Rockets in the 70s. You I got lived me. and died by the Rockets in the 70s. All right. Are you kidding me? Uh, they had a conference final in there. Aha! Uh-huh. All right, well that settles it. Newland, number two, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Rockets were in the East back in the day. How about that? Were they the Buffalo Braves? No, they were Houston Rockets. They're just in the East. There weren't enough Western teams yet, I guess. Flipped them from one conference to the other. Uh, those Nets teams were bad. He scored a lot of points on bad teams. We'll give him more points for uh, being in Houston and getting some, getting some wins there. Well, then, geez, we shouldn't really consider Lillard anything. What did he do last night? The team lost. They were a 24-win team one year there, 34 the other year. Right, and they would have been a 10-win team without Newland. Thank you. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Studio Analyst, coming up at 8.30. Stay with us.